0: This is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris. Well, Today on the Anatomy of a Hit, we have a very special and unusual show. We will be talking about the great McGuire sisters, who had many hits in the 50s. But later on in the program, we will be focusing on the inside story of what really broke up the trio. The long relationship of Phyllis McGuire of the group with the head of the Chicago Mafia. A gangster by the name of Sam Giancana, who had a lot to do with their breakup. But first let's talk about the Maguire Sisters. The Maguire Sisters had so many hits in the 1950s, as I mentioned earlier, like this well-known song that reached number one on the pop charts and stayed there for four weeks in 1955. It's Sugar Time! <laughs>
1: We'll be my
0: sisters started singing very young. Here discussing this from the old 50s television show called Person a Person, remember that? With the moderator Charles Collingsworth. They talk about their childhood. Listen. Well now how did you all get started? Did you form a family trio at an early age when you were kids?
2: We've always just naturally sung together. Ever since I can remember, I've always had the lead voice. Chris has had the low voice and Dot and next to the low voice. Uh, we started singing little church songs. When we got older, we sang in the church choir. And then after we grew up and we were teenagers in the summertime, we would travel in church work and evangelistic singing.
0: But then Collingsworth asks how they got their break. Did you, uh, uh, when did you really start in show business, as it
3: were?
2: Well, actually, we started uh, in show business. We came to New York uh, December 1st, 1951, and did the Godfrey Talents show. And uh, we were with Godfrey. We started with him in January uh, of 53, and we were with him for about seven years.
0: The sisters would rehearse at Phyllis McGuire's apartment in New York City. Dorothy McGuire had a child named Rex who she would have to bring to rehearsals. It was hard to keep him quiet until he stopped only when the girls would sing Jingle Bells. Listen. What about this young man of dots?
2: Oh, let's go see him. They're in there now probably trying to keep him from crying. Actually, Charles, he really gets a good little baby. He often brings them to rehearsal. And, of course, it's quite a distraction. We don't get nearly as much accomplished. Hello, Rex. How are you, honey?
0: We Hello, have... Rex. He doesn't look as though he's any trouble at all, Dorothy.
2: No, he really isn't. Hi, honey. Hello. Charles, we have one trick at rehearsal. If he does start crying... We sing jingle bells, and it stops it immediately. Let's try it now, even though he's not crying, I, I, let's see if we can get that reaction. Jingle bells, Jingle bells, Jingle all the way. Oh, what funny! The-
0: <laughs> Collinsworth then asked the girls the question that fans would always ask them. It's amazing how good they sing spontaneously. Here are the McGuires singing a song. They perform at shows in a way to introduce themselves to their audiences. Do people always ask you how you got started?
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's one of the questions that we're asked most. And are you really sisters? Are you really sisters? (laughs) Who is who? And how did you get started? Yeah. In our nightclub act, we do a a little biography number, we call it, and we take uh, sort of our life story back to the ages of 10, and uh, we have a little song that we do in it. Oh, could you sing some of it? Oh. It, it takes eighteen minutes. minutes you, want, you want it? <laughs> no, just a little bit of it. Oh, we could do the first little part.
0: Well, something we did. You know,
2: okay, Chris, you give us the key. At All that right? age, when at that age, we, we felt that you really weren't professionals unless you had your own theme song. So this was the one we worked up. We are
1: three little sisters, three little sisters, and you're the nicest folks
2: we've seen. Now I'm. So
1: dottie and i'm sister philly and Ooh. i'm the one they call christine oh i like that how how old were you when you when you started doing that
2: oh, about 10, 10, about 10 years old
0: the maguires signed with Coral records in 1952. they were so popular They performed for five presidents of the United States, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, and George H.W. Bush. And they even sang for Queen Elizabeth in London at the Royal Variety Performance of 1961. Following the footsteps of artists like Pat Boone, The Crew Cuts, and The Diamonds, the McGuire sisters also covered some of black doo wop group songs following their footsteps. These white mainstream pop singers who took doo black artist songs and recorded their versions was primarily for a white audience. So for example, do you remember this great doo wop hit by the Moonglows?
1: Ooh,
0: Here's the hit version by the McGuire sisters. Their first big number one hit in 1955, which stayed at number one for 10 weeks. It's their version of Sincerely. <laughs>
1: to tell
0: Remember this great song by the Spaniels from
1: 1953? Good night, sweetheart, well, it's time to go Good night, sweetheart, well, it's time to go I hate to leave you, but I really must say Oh, good night, sweetheart
0: well, the McGuire sisters did their rendition of the song and it reached number 32 in 1956. It's Good Night, Sweetheart. Good night, sweetheart. Well,
1: it's time. treat you right Oh I hate to leave you baby don't
0: The McGuire sisters were pretty much the highest paid act in the business in the 50s, but what was the reason primarily that the group broke up? Well, the demise of the group is said to have been attributed to Phyllis McGuire and her long-standing personal relationship with Chicago mobster boss Sam Giancana. Reportedly, this is what led the group to being blacklisted in the entertainment business and broke up the trio. Sam Giancana was the Chicago crime boss who was involved with murders and control of government, officials, unions, and other entities. And if you didn't go along with what Sam requested, you would end up with a horrific death. It has also been widely reported that during JFK's administration, Sam was involved with his association with the CIA in attempt to assassinate Fidel Castro. Castro had closed the casinos in Cuba, which was pretty much involved with Sam and organized crime. Well, this caused Giancana to lose a lot of money. However, it has been secretly reported that Kennedy canceled the plot at the last minute. Many think Sam was tied into the assassination of John F. Kennedy because Kennedy And his brother, Bobby, were working really hard to stamp out organized crime. McGuire met Giancana in Las Vegas in 1959. In a famous TV interview with the Barbara Walters special on ABC, Phyllis answered questions regarding her love life. Barbara had a one-on-one interview with her in the early 60s. First, Barbara asked Phyllis about her one and only previous marriage. Listen.
3: You were married once, very briefly, when you were very young. Yes. And you've never married again. No. Why not? I mean, you can say you're married to your career, but you, your two sisters are married, have children. Well, it was a it was a horrible mistake. It was just
4: really a, a bad experience. So I that just, burnt you forever? It more? really, really... Yeah. I've been close, but... When it comes to really making what I think is probably the most total serious commitment in your life, um, I just get cold feet.
0: Then Barbara got down to talking about the mobster boss, Sam Giancana, the love of Phyllis' life. She asked Phyllis if she knew who Sam Giancana was when she first started dating him.
3: When you found out, though, did you try to break
4: it up? Did you try to get out of it? A couple of times, I thought because it was really hurting the career, and Mm -hmm. it was it was really breaking my parents' heart. And I also had an ultimatum from my sister's husband that if this didn't end, that the trio would be over. So that was very uh, painful for me to to think of. And um, so. I tried twice, but it didn't work Mm.
3: because you loved her. That's right.
0: This relationship got more serious and, as we mentioned, contributed greatly to the McGuire sisters' breakup. This relationship got more serious and, as we mentioned, contributed greatly to the McGuire sisters' breakup. Phyllis McGuire was even questioned by the FBI. Listen as Phyllis explains.
3: And then the FBI was after you, yes, because of his ties. Mm-hmm. When the FBI investigated Giacanna's alleged connection to drugs and racketeering, Phyllis was called before a grand jury to testify. Does this affect uh, the, your professional work, being called before a grand jury? Oh,
4: I certainly hope it won't. Do
2: you want to continue with your trio, don't you, Miss McLaren? Oh, very much so. Does this mean you're through with Sam Giancana?
4: No comment.
0: The home she lived in, which many claim was built with Sam Giancana's money, is overwhelming. But Phyllis claims she built the house with her own money due to investing wisely in oil and gas. You decide. And how she even had a replica of the Eiffel Tower built in her home. Barbara Walters and Phyllis talk about this.
3: And it all begins with her amazing Las Vegas home, all 55,000 square feet of it. What do they say when they walk in here? A nice little place you have here, Phyllis? Oh, always. Always. (laughs) You enter through an Arc de Triomphe, and that leads you directly to a 45-foot replica of the Eiffel Tower. Phyllis literally had to raise the roof to build it, not something you find in the average everyday home. Mm -hmm. Did they think you were crazy when you called an architect and said, I want to... I want to build an Eiffel Tower. Uh, Yes,
4: they really did. And every floor de lis in this Eiffel Tower uh, was put in uh, by hand. But, you know, at this particular time, I was investing very uh, heavily in oil and gas. And that's when it was $30 a barrel. And this actually reminds me of a derrick. Oil rig. Uh,
3: and, and, everything, <laughs> and everything came up uh, oil for you? Everything came up roses and oil. So I don't have to ask you where the money came to do the house. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. It didn't come from the singing with the two sisters. No, it didn't. <laughs> it, was it was a was good the
4: start.
0: And in her French room? Wow.
3: The Eiffel Tower is the entrance to, what else? The French room. The size of some hotel lobbies, it's filled with priceless antiques. The carpets are irreplaceable French and Persian. The walls are covered in rose damask. The mirrors are Venetian. On every table is a display of -of one-of-a-kind Steuben and Baccarat crystal, often in the shape of swans, a particular favorite of Phyllis's. Two extremely rare matching chandeliers that once hung in a Maharaja's palace flank a green overlay Baccarat 19th century crystal chandelier. In Phyllis's spacious and very feminine bedroom, you can't help but notice the raised marble bathtub. And again, you find swans, this time as gold fixtures.
0: How many employees did it take to run the house? And was it protected by security? It sure was. Listen.
3: It takes 28 in help to keep up this luxurious lifestyle, and security is very tight. An armed bodyguard is always nearby. The windows are bulletproof. And iron shutters can drop down with the touch of a button.
0: And her magnificent jewelry? Wow. Here's Phyllis explaining about her expensive ring.
3: You have a jewelry collection that is one of the most magnificent in this country. I mean, people talk about Elizabeth Taylor. Yours is probably much more so. Um, and we asked you to put some of it on. That, can we see the ring? Well, this ring is really quite spectacular. Uh, how, big, how big is that ring? It's 34 carats. 34 carat, mm-hmm. magnificent diamond ring. It's a deep lawless stone. Which it's is the, the best. So, about
4: so. what would that cost? Um, Oh, it could be from one and a half to two million. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Others in the crime syndicate were very concerned about Sam Giancana's relationship with Phyllis because he followed her and the girls to all their appearances and they felt he was getting too much public TV attention in the news. It ended up that in 1975, Sam Giancana was assassinated. He was shot in the back of the head and five times in the face. No one has ever been arrested for the killing. Phyllis McGuire passed away at the age of 89 and is still talked about as one of the most unusual star relationships she had with her mob gang leader, Sam Giancana. The McGuire sisters had so many hits. Here are some other songs by the sisters we didn't play today on the show. For example, reaching number five in 1955 was this song, Something's Gotta Give.
1: As you need an old immovable object like me. You can bet as sure as you live.
2: Something's got to give, something's got to give, something's got to give.
0: The song He reached number ten in that year.
1: Find the time To hear a child's
0: first prayer. Here's the Maguire Sisters with their rendition of that great song You Belong to Me may you always reach number 11 in 1959. 1961 they reached number 20 with Just for Old Time's Sake also did a rendition of this great song by Jesse Belvin. Remember this one?
1: Good night, my love. Pleasant dreams and sleep tight, my love. May tomorrow be sunny and
0: bright. And bring you closer to me. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, here are the Maguire sisters with their version of Goodnight, My Love.
1: Goodnight, my love. and sleep tight my love may tomorrow be sunny and bright and bring you closer to me
0: I hope you enjoyed today's program this is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris I hope you join in next time for the next episode of the anatomy of a hit. Goodbye, everybody.